Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, your friendly neighbourhood fool, and today I'm suggesting that any fool can stay flippant. You might say that's one of the main qualifications for being a fool. And I've played the flippancy card, on and off, more on than off really, see, I'm doing it again, for most of my adult life. Of course, it could be argued that anyone on the receiving end of the fool's facetiousness who takes that facetiousness at face value and writes the fool off as vacuous or irrelevant is in danger of being an even bigger fool than the fool doing the fooling. <sighs> what I'm getting at is that although it's fun to be a fun person and although I enjoy being fun, it can't be the only aspect of a personality. Deeper, more serious moods will occasionally assert themselves and have their day. In episodes 6 and 8 of this season of Any Fool Can, I showcased the first four sketches in my submarine drama spoof Forever Blowing Bubbles, featuring the three-man crew of the mini-sub Skipjack, enigmatic Commander Hassock, stolid Talfrin, and the nervy bloke nicknamed Phobes. The first three of those sketches, Asphyxia Anguish, Boatyard Bungle, and Calamitous Clip, were just plain silly, and were intended to be so. The fourth sketch, Drive Shaft Dilemma, moved into black comedy and it was a natural, organic move. I didn't force anything. It just seemed like the right moment for my characters to take a stand on something more serious than egg sandwiches or toenails. This is what happens when you devise fictitious people and start writing their story. They really do start to go their own ways and you can't always foresee what they'll end up doing. Coming up now is the brand new, fifth instalment of Forever Blowing Bubbles. It's got a cliffhanger ending because it's the start of a serial, and it's turning out to be not entirely a chuckle-headed romp. So, without further ado... Here's part one of... Evangeline's Echo Forever Blowing Bubbles The Voyages of the Minisub Skipjack Starring Sam Jamnos as Commander Hassock Also starring Alex Stranra as Talfrin and Godfrey Daniels Jr. as Phobes Commander Hassock's log, 9th of June. The skipjack is cruising at five fathoms on a bearing of 300 degrees as we enter the Pentland Firth. We're heading for a particular grid reference that I gave Phobes <laughs> this morning. Leaving the North Sea at lunchtime, we called at the uh, <clears throat> Big Bugger Off Drilly McDrillbit platform. <sighs> I really wish they wouldn't ask the general public to suggest names for these things. Well, we collected a few supplies and my weekly paper. Now Talfrin is going to do his usual sterling job of reading bits of it out to us while we relax. Okay, Talfrin, log finished. Fire away. Well, Skipper, I think you've finally made the news. 
Oh, really? Yes. It says here that Russia has lodged an official complaint with the British government regarding the death and disappearance of an accredited seal hunter, Oleg Lermontov, in March. Official complaint? Oh, gee. Splendid! But how did they know you're British? Oh, that'll be Vasily's educated guess if I'm any judge. Anyway, go on. The Russians are particularly shirty about it because Britain doesn't practice commercial seal hunting, so we had no business being there in the first place. Are you paraphrasing, Telfren? No, Skipper, that's verbatim. Shirty? Not a word I'd expect from a serious telegraph journalist. It's not the telegraph, Skipper. They couldn't find you one. It's the Daily Startle. Oh, good lord. I might as well put on a string vest and mouldy boxes while I'm listening. What else have you got, Talfrin? Um... Apparently Tonga has broken off diplomatic relations with, um, the rest of the world. Good heavens! Do they say why? Um, they've decided they don't like us. Any of us. I'm paraphrasing now. Gee! Didn't Tonga used to be known as the Friendly Islands? Well, the world must be pretty far gone in beastliness if we've managed to get the Tongans miffed. Oh, and, uh, as far as I can tell, there's been no follow-up on the story of the Ever Given in the Suez Canal. Good. I think we got off very lightly there. Probably only Port Said Radio carried the suggestion that the ship was turning to avoid an erratic mini-sub coming the other way. Erratic? I'll say it was erratic. The rudder just wasn't answering the helm, Skipper. I still don't know how we got out of there in one piece. Relax, Phobes. We all know that it wasn't your fault. How about the cricket, Talfrin? What news of Hampshire? Ooh, Skipper. First innings, 769 for six declared. Magnificent! Really? No, actually, I was winding you up. They've collapsed again. Hmm. Spare me the details. But remind me that next time someone has to go outside the sub, it's you, Talfrin. Oh, Skipper, that grid reference you gave me. Yes? We've arrived. We're there. Excellent, Phobes. Okay, stop engines. Bring up the forward lights, full beam. Aye, aye. Engine stopped. Full beam. Ruddy hell. What's that? Looks like a metal cliff face. That, Telfrin, according to my researches and best guess, is the hull of a sunken freighter. Not a recent sinking by the look of it. It should be the SS Evangeline, which went down in the winter of 1948. Oh my God! Is it a grave? No, no, no. By no means. All hands were rescued, but ship and cargo were lost. And no one's been able to locate the wreck until now. Oh, well. Bully for you, then. But why are we here, Skipper? It's rather difficult to explain. But basically, I want us to check the aft cargo hold. Gee, what was she carrying, Skipper? Are we moving into the salvage business? I wouldn't have thought we'd be equipped for that. Uh, no, not salvage. Uh... Oh, I know. Is it contraband, Skipper? Ah, 
like that merchant vessel that went down in the early 1940s in the Hebrides carrying a load of whiskey. The Panjandrum, wasn't it? Well, yes and no, Talfrim. The whiskey was being carried by the SS politician, and she sank off the Isle of Eriske. The rather fine Ealing comedy Whiskey Galore was based on the incident, and the name of the ship was changed to Cabinet Minister. Yeah, didn't the locals pillage the wreck before she broke up? They did indeed, bless them. Just to clear up any confusion, Talfrim. The Panjandrum went down off the Azores in 1966, carrying several thousand crates of Marmite. Interestingly, there have been no reports of divers trying to pillage that one. So, uh, what was the Evangeline carrying, Skipper? Telfrin, there's always been something of a mystery about that. You said that pretty mysteriously, Skipper. Yes, come to think of it. What's your interest in this wreck? How did you know about it? How did you know where to even start searching for it? Let's just say that I've always been fascinated by the story of the Evangeline and how little was actually known about it. You kind of made it your special study, yeah? Yes, Phobes. Quite, uh, quite special. Okay, now let's proceed. Talfrin, would you get suited up, please? Skipper? Remember what I threatened earlier about who goes outside the sub next? I'd like you to swim across to the wreck and explore the aft cargo hold. Oh, aye aye, Skipper. All the usual paraphernalia. Yes, helmet cameras fore and aft. And with the radio, we'll be one another's eyes and ears. You never know what might be in there after all this time. Hmm. Thanks, Skipper. Oh, better take a harpoon gun along, too. Harpoon gun? You never know. Safe rather than sorry, eh? Hmm. All right. Well, like I said, thanks, Skipper. I think we fetched up nearer the bow than the stern, Skipper. Agreed. Decent of the old tub to settle on an even keel. I didn't fancy having to group around things on a cant. Phobes, please stop that. Sorry, Skipper. I wasn't thinking. What's he doing? We could see the skipjack on your rearward camera. Phobes was waving at us. Oh, he's irrepressible, isn't he? A regular little ray of sunshine. Ruddy hell! Good heavens! You seeing this, Skipper? Yes, that's quite a hole. And the buckling of the steel? Skipper, what did she hit? Most accounts agree that it was probably a breakaway left over from the Second World War minefields. It had been drifting on the currents for years. She wouldn't have lasted long topside with half a port bow blasted to buggery. No, indeed. Can you start making your way to the stern now? Will do. I feel tiny alongside this hull, Skipper. It's funny how these vessels seem bigger on the seabed than they do when they're topside. There's probably a name for that effect, but if I ever knew it, I've forgotten. Ooh! 
Skipper! Yes, Phobes, I saw it. Skip, Skipper! Tell Fran! Tell Fran! That'll do, Phobes. Sit tight. Are you two all right over there? Look, there's no, no point showing off at half cock. No, we need skip. to. Skipper, everything all right? Uh, yes, Telfrin. We were just, uh, we were just keeping an eye on your CO2 levels. Uh, nothing to get upset over. Okay, I'm at the stool. I'm going to make my way up to the cargo hold. With any luck, the hatch cover will be loosened, and I can just drop into it and see whatever was stowed there. I believe the hatch cover was only a tarpaulin. That's a very detailed special study you've been making, Skipper. Right. Well, as you can see, the tarp's gone. The hold is wide open. I'm going inside. Well, I wasn't expecting that. What? Well, it's empty, isn't it? The hold is empty. It certainly looks empty. Can you just humour me a moment? Let your lights play over the entire space. Okay. Ooh. Actually, Skipper, can you see these? Yes. There's a lot of algae and stuff over them, but I'd say they're glass panels. Yes. A little way in from each wall of the hold. Hmm. What do they suggest to you? Skipper, I'd say this was a very large, high-sided glass tank of some kind. Probably it had the hold all to itself. There certainly isn't room for much else. And no sign of a lid or covering of any kind for this tank? That rubble down one side of the hold could be the remains of a roll-top cover of some sort. Otherwise, no. Thank you, Telfrin. Thank you very much indeed. Um, you should get back here now. We'll go. So what's it all about, Skipper? You sounded very relieved just then. What was the Evangeline carrying? I'd be interested to hear your educated guesses, Telfrin. Well, the glass for that tank would have been thick enough to hold water. So I guess she was transporting marine specimens or some such. Possibly exotic fish? Stuff for the specialist aquarium market. If my sources are as reliable as I now think they are, you're on something like the right lines. Are we talking black market caviar or something? Smuggling? Yes and no. Smuggling, yes, but not marine delicacies. Well, whatever the specimens were, they obviously got out when the Evangeline sank. Come on, Skipper, let us in on the secret of the mystery. I think your crew has a right to know. Okay, Telfrin, as soon as you're back inside, I'll tell you both a little story. Right, nearly at the airlock now. I'll be through the hatch here. Ooh, ooh, there it is again. What? Telfrin, behind ooh, you, look out. Telfrin. What? What the... Bloody hell!
What has collided with Telfrin, and will he survive? How much does Commander Hassock really know about the Evangeline? Where does Phobes keep his little book of calm? Unfortunately, you have to wait until Season 3 later this year to find out. But I hope you've enjoyed the series so far. Next week, Arthur Pendragon and his motley ragtag continue their saga in a new sketch. That's the final episode of this season, episode 24, Thursday the 10th of June. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership. <laughs>